0: Top panels, John McGrath, Troy Malcolm, welcome to Million Dollar Agent. Hey, good that's to cool. be
1: here. That was pretty good. I dropped back to third though. Troy? <laughs> <laughs> one week in glory. Yeah, I had one absolutely. week. Absolutely. Troy, week. you know
0: what it's like. You do not keep score every week.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it yeah. might also reflect on your performance last week, Troy, so you better have a think about that little, <laughs> yeah. little
1: piece of insight. You turned my mic off. Guys, <laughs> we are going to do a Q and a
0: And this Q&A is relevant to anyone that's ever been to a training course before. I'm going to read it out. I came back after an amazing few days with you guys, life-changing in my opinion, and I started to implement a number of ideas from the MDA boot camp, and I was dismayed to find that many of the great ideas I got were met with cynicism, negativity, and even rejection, some from some of my peers and even my boss. I was so excited and then to get so deflated seemed to come against a brick wall of negativity. How should I deal with this?
2: Not brick? unusual, is it? Not unusual. It's um, I mean, It's unfortunate. I guess what I say to people, uh, Tom and I said it to our MDA boot camp group because we had this similar question come up. In that environment, I think when you go to an event, reality is those people around you, most of them, every day, unless, unless you're really smart, like some principals and you bring your whole office, there are going to be some people back at back at headquarters or back at, in your family or your social group that haven't been equally inspired, they haven't been to the event. So I think you've just got to be mindful of that and you've also got to make sure that doesn't deter you from or dilute your enthusiasm because I find that so many times I've read a book, I've had a conversation, I've had a meeting with someone, I've been to an event, listened to something on podcasts, and it inspires me to go to the next level. And if you take action and you don't get you know dissuaded by, as Arnold calls, Arnold Schwarzenegger called the naysayers, um, you can actually, this is great. Barbara Corcoran said it, you know, there's nothing like the fire of the moment to take you to the next level. And she's talking about exactly this, going to an event, or having an epiphany at, for whatever is the catalyst, and then it takes you to the next level, and you take action and you do something. And I've had so many people off the back of what we do here, Tom, where they email and I know you do too. They email you and they say, you guys said something yesterday on the podcast, and I thought about it, and I practiced it, and I took it into the lounge room last night, and I won the listing. Yeah. And, and that's that's really what it's all about, is, is using the inspiration that you get at an event or hopefully from a podcast to really um, take you to the next level. So I think it's a really good question uh, and I know today's a brief podcast but I, I think this is a really important one to recognise that you cannot let people that have either given up on their own dreams take yours away or, or people that are just sort of naturally cynical dilute your enthusiasm because you have the right to agree or disagree. Yeah, And... I think it's really important to hold your ground, and if you're inspired, stay inspired. So uh, it's an unfortunate kind of question in a way, because you'd hope that people, when when someone was returning from an event or from ARIC or whatever, they would embrace it and actually want to learn and say, well, you know, Tom, tell me, what did you learn? Why don't you do a little paper? And yet we do, unfortunately, find people that actually say, oh, that won't work around here. I've been to those events. That sort of stuff is all gone. What are the reasons why someone does that, John? I think people feel inadequate if someone else around them is thinking bigger and and they fail to so they kind of it's a part of life not just business and not just you know after inspirational events there are a lot of small poppies everywhere Australia unfortunately I think that's probably one of our only challenges as a nation is we seem to be you know quite overweight when it comes to small poppies that want to tell you about why things can't be done and so I think, you know, you've got to wrap yourself, and Dr. Fred used to call it shielding. You've got to wrap yourself in a positive intent and a positive view about the world, and you just need to, because it, you know, wherever you go, there's going to be negativity. There's negativity in the media, there's negativity in your social group, there'll be sometimes negativity in your office. So I, I think it's a really good question. Uh, even some of our listeners will, will hear things from time to time on our podcast. I will say, what a great idea. I'm going to put that into action. They'll go back to the office, they'll share it, and someone said, oh, no, don't worry, that's not going to work. So I think you've just got to be careful around that. So hopefully, you know, that's enough to kind of get people just to push on when they hear that voice of negativity, trying to steal their dreams, they need to just push forward.
0: Troy, your thoughts on the fact that, you know, someone that turns around and is not supportive, um, maybe part of it is that they're not being nasty. They just don't see it being possible in their own world in their construct, in the way that they they construct the world in their eyes, that they actually um, truly believe that it's not achievable. But I think the thing is that John's saying is that there's 8 billion people in this population. Everyone's different. And um, what's possible for one person might not be possible for another.
1: Yeah. I I think you have to let go of what other people think. Yeah. Because uh, you're in control of your own destiny. Yeah. To put it, you know, very clearly. And Trying to please everyone. There's always that one or two people in the office, and as I'm saying the words, our listeners are probably already in the back of their mind going, yep, such and such, yep, Johnny, Smithy, whatever their names are. They're always the ones that are always quite cynical. Um, You've got to learn to detox, and if it's just getting up and walking around the block when they start to have those negative conversations with you or they say, I tried that mate three years ago and it didn't work, don't listen to to those guys. Um, They're the things that I have always done, it's it's Troy. It's actually more so an issue
0: if you're principal. I think if you're if you're working in an office, yeah. you've got to remind yourself. Just because one of your colleagues doesn't agree with you, you've got to remind yourself. Your colleagues don't pay for your mortgage. Correct. Your colleagues don't pay for your you know your school fees. And, they don't, and fee they, don't them, right? they don't care, Tom.
1: They, they don't. They don't care.
0: Yeah. I mean, so so the issue. I'm yelling,
2: Tom. You got you got to see where is the critique coming from. Often it's coming from people that. To be quite frank, and not the not what you perceive the world's most successful people. Yeah. My, I always have a think about it, you know if you want a financial planner an accountant you want someone that's made money. Yeah. If you want a health practitioner, you don't want someone's thirty kilograms overweight. Yeah. Yeah. So if you are going to listen to feedback from people, make sure these are people that are inspiring and aspirational. And if they say, look, you know, it's an interesting concept you brought back from the event. Here's why I'm not sure it's going to work for you. If they're incredibly successful, you, that might be the sort of person that you'll make an exception and listen to. Yeah. You, don't, you don't have to accept what they say, but listen to it. But you know, most people that offer up these small poppy snippets of advice, they're not doing anything terribly successful. That's been my experience. Mm. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I think you, you've got to be prepared to take your own path, your own intuition, and you've got to be able to go out there and try some
1: stuff. And with, I know we've spoken about it before, but being vulnerable around trying stuff. Be vulnerable to changing. Be vulnerable to trying to learn a new skill. Yeah. Who knows? In three months, it might work. If it doesn't work, at least you've tried. Yeah. yeah. yeah? If you don't yeah. try, the goal is going to be the same regardless of what you do. But if you do yeah. try something and something does change, hey, you're probably in a positive outcome. Troy, everything's hard before it's easy.
0: Correct. So I think if you um, uh, account and allocate... Uh, teething issues and the fact that you're going to be temporary incompetent on something for a short time and that you're not going to keep score every minute on whether it's working and that you're going to have faith in the process and I think that's what a lot of winning agents are. I mean I'd love to, we're going to have as I mentioned at our last podcast 100 people, we're um, um, opening the doors to allow 100 people to get a one day past 2 million dollar agent boot camp which we're holding the day after ARIC um, go to the website and um, and we'd love to see you there because one of the things that you want to do at Eric is you want to learn information, but you want to execute it. I think Robin Sharma said it: ideas without execution sometimes are delusions. You get rewarded for what you do, so um, yeah, look out for that, Troy. It's exciting. I, yeah.
1: I I don't know. Like I just having been to a lot of events over the years, MDA boot camps. Not just because we're the three of us are involved with it, but it is such a good environment. The people, the emails that I get, well, yeah, maybe. Maybe that's the reason why I think it's so (laughs) good. But the fact that I get emails from people just asking questions about stuff we've covered off in boot camp, um, things that they're seeing in their business, things that they want us to talk about at the next session, that kind of excites me because so many times you go to an event, you sit there, you take notes, you go back and try and implement them, you may have someone being, um, you know, quite negative, to yeah. some of those learnings that we see at an ARIC or any other kind of real estate event that, and you know, there's so many of them. But boot camp is the ability to actually take something back and then keep yourself accountable and implement it. Yeah. Which is the biggest difference for me.
0: Well said. Well said, Troy. All right, guys. Let's thank realestate.com.au, our sponsor. I want to thank you both for your contribution again on, um, now we're up to probably one seventy.
1: Uh, no, we're one just below 160, around 160. 160, 160 yep. podcasts. So we should be hitting one, six, 170 we're play- by about we're, hour.
0: We're, we're, we're playing the long game. I haven't received a cent yet. I'm playing the, <laughs> lo- <laughs>
1: I'm playing the long game. I hope you all are too. See you later, guys. I think guys. if we get
2: to 1,000, someone <laughs> might come along and offer us, <laughs> offer us something in our little tin. <laughs> <laughs> See everybody. It's it's great you, everybody. Right Bye. Bye.